Did you know fashion is one of the most polluting industries in the world? 20% of freshwater pollution comes from textile treatment and dyeing. It also accounts for 10% of global carbon emissions and 90 million items of clothes end up in landfills. Hi, this is Takatoshi Shibayama, the host of the Future Design Podcast. In this episode, I have Anina Net, CEO of 360 Fashion Network and former international top model. From her interesting background in technology and fashion, she combines the two into creating high-tech fashion that is smart, functional, and also less wasteful. She shows us a glimpse of what the fashion of the future can be, so stick around to the end. Before I started talking to you, I never really understood how the fashion industry can be so pollutant. Uh, can you give us a little bit of a taste on what happens during Fashion Week and how you you think that there's a lot of pollution going on in that industry? Absolutely. I mean, it even starts before the runway. Uh, you yourself, how big is your closet? How many clothes can you fit in? But if, if we think about, you know, how many fashion brands there are out there that they are co uh, creating collections every six months, they have to totally change and create something new. They have to sell all of that. They have to produce in advance these collections, right? And uh, that just, who knows if anybody's gonna buy what they want. And uh, it's a whole convoluted uh, type of setup that leads to overstock and waste. Not even to get into the dyes and the synthetic fibers and all of that aspect. And then let's not even talk about fair trade and paying workers properly and, uh, you know, treating people with, uh, you know, dignity and respect who are sewing your garments and making them. So the whole thing is has really gotten away from where fashion started, which was, you know, tailors making garments for you. You know, all of those old period pieces that we watch from, you know, the 18th century or whatever, people actually didn't have a lot of garments. You know, they had maybe one really great dress, unless of course you are uh, Marie Antoinette or someone like that, but even then, those clothes were made specifically for you, right? And it's through this industrial revolution that we came into processes that just start spitting stuff out. And fashion is a wonderful um, industry with lots of fantasy and uh, so, so much imagination that so many people are attracted to it and would love to make fashion, create fashion. Sometimes I think not only for the fashion, but for the models, for the collaborative aspect, for the notoriety and, uh, and sort of the fame aspect of it too, you know? To, to have a fashion brand uh, is kind of a cachet thing and uh, everybody seems to do it, but you know, where it breaks down is really all on that back end. And then, as you mentioned, we come to, they have to present these collections every six months to 
buyers, media, social media create a buzz around it. And even the events themselves are super wasteful because fashion industry does not embrace technology. In my 10 years of 10 plus years of trying to bring innovation to fashion industry, they just, you know, don't want it. You know, in 2003, people were like, what's a blog, you know? Uh, why would I send a video from my mobile phone to the internet, you know, to talk about what I'm doing? I don't want to show people the backstage. It's all a secret, right? And uh, and then uh, things like I created uh, a Nina dress up, a game for girls where you could dress me up. And people were like, who would ever download a virtual, you know, bag to an avatar. That's just ludicrous. I'm like, have you ever heard of World of Warcraft? <laughs> you know, people buying swords for $400. What are you talking about, right? Um, and then progressing on to uh, augmented reality. I did that in 2010 with HP and they just said, I'm not gonna look at something through my mobile phone when it's in the glasses then I'll consider. I'm like, see you in 2025, you know? <laughs> and, and virtual reality, you know, why would I ever wanna go somewhere digital, you know? So they just kicking and screaming. Oh, and the best one was e-commerce. That's beneath my brand to sell online. That is just not to my level, right? So kicking and screaming the whole way. And that leads us to 200 people in an audience that refuse to look at some information on their phone and they need a piece of paper in their hand to tell them, you know, what's on the stage. And then what do you think they do with that piece of paper? They just throw it to the side and they leave. And the aftermath of these events is just incredible. So just from end to end, fashion is a wasteful industry, third largest polluter in the world. Yeah, just for context, I mean, the textile industry uh, is, is, uh, is, uh, is, represents about 20% of the uh, freshwater pollutants uh, in the world. So it's a, it's a really colossal industry. Uh, I think McKinsey was saying it's about $500 billion is the industry size. So you're definitely tackling that with smart technology to revolutionize how we create clothes. I mean, I, I've, I've seen a Nike shoe that can change colors and design just with the, this, there's like a thin layer of screen around the shoes that you can feel like you're wearing different shoes every day if you want to, and you don't need to buy excess amount of shoes. I mean, I, I, I think that the, whole idea and as you said it was because of the industrial revolution that we have completely gone into the world especially in finance of extravagance and abundance that we need to th think about how we can reduce that amount of of pollution in the world even, even cotton industry is a huge industry that uses lots of pesticides lots of fertilizers and things that degrades our soil so we need to think about how to reduce the amount of clothes that we wear what do you think what is your idea on how we can go about doing that 
Well, I think it's fascinating, the idea of digital fashion. Why, I mean, what do we wear all these clothes for? Well, we wore them because fashion is an event-based uh, industry, right? You're going on a date, you're going to a meeting, you are giving a speech, you're going to a party, right? Uh, you're going to surf, whatever it may be. There are clothes that are there for you for that activity, right? So fashion is event-based, right? Um, and then secondly, uh, fashion is also lifestyle and communication, right? By what I'm wearing, I am communicating faster than I could say anything, faster than I could write a, an emoji headline here. You know, I'm, I'm communicating to you, you know, who I am. Same thing with you and your simple white t-shirt, right? You are communicating minimalism, you're communicating uh, precision, you're communicating uh, lots of things about you, uh, broadcasting, you could say, uh, by the clothes that we choose to wear about who we are. So there are important, fashion is the glue. There, Nobody goes to work naked unless you, I guess, are on a nude beach, but you know, <laughs> everybody wears clothes, right? And everybody uses clothing to get ahead, to change who they are, right? All of these aspects of it. So those are all great things and fashion is fun. What can you say? Kooky pair of glasses like makes you smile, right? Uh, and, and, and gives you a feeling and evokes emotions. But when we talk about everything else behind, definitely needs to change. So if we're in this Instagramming virtual world, why not virtual clothes, right? Why not uh, having the ability to dress up now online? Well, part of the reason was we had no occasion to do that, but we've just all been through an incredible experience and are still in that experience. And that experience is not going away. And that's leading to so many opportunities to save on creating something physical and instead creating something digital, right? Why, why can't you have a filter that uh, starts projecting things off of your t-shirt, you know, or every once in a while it changes up your design or the slogan, right? Those are AR, augmented reality effects that could be happening. But we do have an occasion because today we're here on your fantastic podcast, Taka, right? So that gives me a reason. Maybe I could have some super cool virtual earrings, right? Uh, maybe I could have a, a super awesome hat, you know? Doesn't have to be cat ears and a funny nose and, and things coming out, but it could be absolutely a cool outfit, but I didn't buy it and it's hanging in my closet and now never gets worn again. Yeah, that's a very interesting concept because as more and more we spend time online videoing ourselves or doing these Zoom type of calls where we're interacting with people, not physically, but virtually, I think there is a definite need or interest from a lot of people that you want to express yourself more freely by being able to wear virtual clothes. If I have a virtual background, why can't I have a virtual clothes, right? Why can't I have a virtual hat? So it does make sense to have 
these items uh, available to us. But in the, also in the physical world, I'm very curious about how can we innovate our own clothes so that we don't have this abundance of, of textiles everywhere. And are there any interesting things that are, you're innovating that we can change the way we wear our clothes? Absolutely. So another area that we work in is smart garments and uh, wearable technology. And uh, I would say the answer to your question is function. Mm. If the clothing is functional, you're going to keep it longer. You're going to, it's going to be precious to you. You're going to treat it better, right? And it's going to help you. So it won't be a t-shirt that, you know, you just throw out and it has to be durable, right? Because it's, it's doing something. So it has to be a well-made accessory or garment. So for example, we have this smart safety ring for women uh, that uh, is uh, when you press and hold down, it will send a text message to your designated person, uh, alerting them that you need help and uh, giving them your geolocation, right? And uh, it has a second function for women, which is focus. So again, when I'm typing on my computer and uh, you know I'm, I have FOMO and every second there's a bleep on my phone, I'm wasting time. And this ring will drown out anything that I, I program in is not important to me. But if I get the phone call right now, I'm waiting for my staff to show up, right? Like when they ring the doorbell or, or they're, I'm getting their phone call to say I'm here, you know, because I'm in another area. I'll be like, okay, they're here. I, I need to go answer them, right? And then I'll stop what I'm doing and I'll respond, right? But focus and notification, and it's uh, uh, our MetaGem smart notification ring. It sends outgoing notifications and it sends incoming. And uh, also, I have an example of our smart and uh, charging wallet, wireless charging wallet. Now, I don't have to have those cables and, you know, a power bank and all of that with me. I mean, that just, then I have to have a bag to carry it, I mean, or a pocket to stick it in. Instead, I have my wallet with me, 5,100 milliamps, and I just put my phone on top. And if we talk about ergonomics, with my phone on top, I can just continue to work, right? And I have power. So again, in a stylish format, right, that I can wear out to with me or throw in my bag. And I always have power with me and I'm never standing there like, ah, oh, I have no power, right? So if it has function, then it has value then it's helping you, you're gonna treat this really well, you're gonna treat this really well. And the same goes for clothing. Uh, currently, we're about to launch a uh, smart hotel jacket that uh, has an embroidered touch pad on the sleeve and uh, uses a microcontroller to connect to the internet and to the smart hotel system. So now a manager can immediately react to changing the lights or switching the music or lowering or raising the temperature, right? Right from here. And he doesn't have to walk to 
the module on the wall or log into an app, etc. He can do what? Be present for his customers. Nothing worse than you go to someone and you're like, I need this. And they're like, oh, okay, just a minute. Yeah, uh-huh, right, okay. You know, or hello, okay, let me, let me get that for you, right? Like that's not a good user interface. We need to get out of this and get into this, right? When we're in a service-based industry, for example. And on top of that, he can summon a robot. We're building a luxury robot uh, that will bring uh, someone a drink, right? So these are all, you know, real life use cases and real things that we're bringing. And for you, I can imagine you would love to have a sports garment that when you're working out, because I see you're sporty, uh, that, that would give you data afterwards to improve your performance right and uh some people you know they have it in a fitbit or whatever but uh that fitbit often ends up in the laundry or you forget it or whatever but i have for example a um we didn't make it but we collaborated and, and supported the company on it i have a uh a, i call it my super suit and it's a electro muscle stimulation suit because I'm not going to the gym. I like to sit down and then turn on my suit and I get a 20 minute workout equal to your 45 minute workout uh, with my electro muscle stimulation suit. And it's making me stronger, right? I'm just sitting here and it's making me stronger. So function in clothing and accessories is what is going to be precious and help you and therefore, you don't need 10 wallets. You know how many Chungian bows I have? How many chargers I have? It's ridiculous. They, they like stack up like a hamburger, you know? And there's a thin one, and there's a fat one, and there's a 2000 milliamp one, and you know? And then I always forget to bring them with me, and I didn't have the cable. Always with me. Easy to remember. Yeah, for sure. I mean, now that we have the smartphones, I feel like I carry around so much more stuff than before. And having a bag that's a bit more functional to put all those things inside, not just like a one whole bag and, and you just dump everything in there because it's all delicate machinery. So, you know, they tend to break down. So, you know, a lot of functionality has to go into these bags now. But you know, the, the more important thing for me is like, how do I reduce all this stuff? You know, I don't want two phones. I don't want three different power banks and all these other gadgets. And I'm, I'm sure for women like yourself, you have a lot more stuff than men do. And how do you reduce the amount of things that you carry around so that you can be a lot more minimalistic? And I think that what you're trying to do is reducing all that clunk out of our lives and make it more about functionality. And just like me, I, I do like my freedom of expression, but I don't need five different t-shirts looking like this in five different colors. I mean, it, it just, to me, is a little bit wasteful. So if it could find a different way to have a lot more functionality and different varieties uh, without the, ex, uh, the amount, the quantity that's involved in wearing things uh, will be much better as well. So as you say, having something that, that, that's embroidered into your sleeve or you can wear it without 
you know, getting all clunky around your whole body is also something that I find that really interesting. And as you say, holding a smartphone is not very functional either because you could lose it and you have to, for men, like we have to put it into our pockets and the bigger the phone becomes, it's hard to put it into our wallet and then it actually can break as well. So I would like to see a reduction of a lot of um, gadgets around in my life. Mm, absolutely. And, and then to, to get into that mindset or mentality, we have to have a reason because I don't believe in putting tech into things with no reason. But as health becomes more important, right? We're in the health era now, right? We need to stay healthy, be healthy, um, and detect if we are healthy, right? And so again, do you really want uh, all of that in your phone draining your battery? You know, wouldn't it be better to just have those items around and be part of your life uh, in an unobtrusive, subtle way? Yeah, I, I believe that too. And I like the, I find it really interesting that you can wear a suit and then you can work out without actually physically going to the gym or do some kind of sports. I think I've seen uh, Christian Ronaldo advertising a uh, ab flexor machine that you could just wear on your stomach. And it, and it, I guess what it does is it sends some kind of signal to your stomach so that it reflexes uh, very, uh, in, in like a lot. So I, I guess, and then, and then you could build out your perfect abs. You know, I thought that was a little bit ridiculous, but I guess there is a, a functionality you can build in to, to, to your clothes that you can make people work out without actually going to the gym. I have a whole suit that does that, you know, <laughs> that sends an electrical current through your muscles and your muscles tense up and then they relax and they tense up and relax. And there's different programs you can run, you know, but, but definitely increases your strength, you know, and it's not that anything new before there were electro muscle stimulation um, uh, stations, I guess they were, but then you were stuck there because you had all the wires going to you and now it's portable. Now I can just go for a run and turn on my suit or go for a walk and turn on my suit and, uh, and be getting stronger, you know, and with my ring, I can, you know, alert people that I need help or round out information. So uh, with the with the robot and the jacket for hotel managers. Everyone thought I was like really crazy and that was just a completely useless thing I was building. Well, one year later, contactlessness is a, is a real deal and people getting sick and missing work and having then a, um, a robot to bring a drink is not such a crazy idea as it was a year ago when I started on that journey, right? So actually it can help small boutique uh, hotels because they have, don't have a lot of staff, you know? So the robot and the jacket can actually support them. So I think that's the key in terms of, you know, reducing is to make sure that that thing that you're buying is really important, right? And well-made and that you're gonna have it for a long, a long time, right? And if you're not, if it is a fast fashion thing, then you better have a plan for what to do with it 
when you don't want it anymore. And until now, our, our solution is, well, just throw it in the trash. You know, that doesn't really cut it. The, the trash isn't like some magical, mystical thing that poof, makes it all go away. No, that, that stuff goes on barges over to Africa. And it went on barges over to China. And then China was like, no, we don't want your trash anymore. We got enough of our own. And then, then the United States was like, oh, what are we going to do with our trash? Well, let's stick it in the ground in a landfill. Ah, oh, great solution, you know? So, so what do we do with the things when we don't want them anymore, you know? And again, that's something to think through. You know, with our products, people can send them back to us and we will rip out the stuff that uh, is reusable and, and, and we'll make it uh, work again, right? We're engineers, that's what we do. So uh, having a plan for your garments when they use, maybe you cut them up and they become rags that you use to clean your house with, right? Um, but these are things that take effort and time and we don't have a lot of time or we didn't have a lot of time until now. And now that we have a lot of time and couldn't go out and go places, we have been thinking about the future. And so I've been thinking about, you know, the future of fashion and, uh, and doing lots of events online. Uh, I have this event coming up this Friday, uh, July 17th, Hack Fashion Week. You know, Fashion Week was something that was old and outdated, but there was nobody giving it any brain power of what it could be. And it was just a system running, 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 running every six months, running every six months. Why? Nobody had a solution. Nobody could take a minute to think about it. So we're gonna get together a whole bunch of brands and creatives and artists and technicians and hack Fashion Week. Cause now, you know, the Fashion Weeks are, they're on, they're off, they're on, they're off, they're on, they're off, they're off, they're on. We don't even know. So, you know, digital Fashion Weeks is actually a thing. And it's a beautiful thing because it is opening up the online world to the fashion industry and uh and definitely it's creating new experiences now i'm already ahead of the game and we need to go beyond talking heads and zooms and static videos right now we need to get into interactivity what does that mean well let's look at what's happening First of all, how many people in the last three months upgraded their home entertainment system? They got a bigger television, they got a stereo system, you know, they had to cope, right? They, they upgraded their home entertainment. And then also, you know, all these tools which were already out there are now, you know, people had to upgrade their computers, right? Because it didn't work with the software for live streaming and, and so on. So now there are the computers that are thinking about buying new one. Well, now there are these touchscreen computers and they're like, yeah, why do I need a mouse? You know, I can just click on the button, you know, when I want to on my screen. Why, why am I using a mouse and the touchpad and getting all like, you know, bad for my body with ergonomics? And, uh, and now there are even things that can be attached to televisions and to screens, which allow you to use gestures. So 
again, if we see the trend with the whole working out online, people were working out online with their phones on Instagram and they were like, how do I get far enough away? I'll put the phone like at the other side of the room. Well, now people put something on their television and that thing tracks them and they're actually able to have a larger home uh, session with their workout instructor in a much better experience. And uh, if we just think through all of those things that are coming, uh, we can see that the world of online is becoming more interactive. And we need to start thinking of, oh, how about esports, right? That's a huge thing, which I knew nothing about, but I do now. Esports. It's amazing how many people love esports, right? Now it's being recognized, you know, because you could go anywhere. So, again, when you think about esports, you're thinking about gaming. Gamers need fashion, right? They buy fashion for their avatars, right? That's the number one place digital fashion is used right now, costumes for their avatars. Uh, and secondly, uh, esports or gaming in general, you are the driver of the movie. And not only if we think about multiplayer games, not only are you the driver of the movie, but uh, there's a whole bunch of people also interacting and driving and you're just kind of trying to, you know, make your way and capture the flag or whatever it is the objective of the game is, but it's hyper interactive, but you're deciding. I think that has a residual effect then on the movie industry, right? Why are there then not movies where I can decide does the character go left or right? Well, why am I limited? Because the technology is limited. I can't go in a movie theater. I can't go in a movie theater now, but I can't go and watch a television and decide, but I can if I'm online. So again, interactive video is another area that we're exploring because we're doing all of these interactive events. And all of this, traveling less, doing events online, having interactive experiences are all about reducing carbon emissions, travel, uh, you know, wastefulness, uh, on and on and on it goes. We all saw the effects of nobody going anywhere on the environment. It is undeniable. The logic is undeniable, right? Yeah, for sure. And right now, I think there's a lot more things happening in the virtual space than it has in the physical space. And there's so much more experiences that you can get from being online, which are not really possible in the physical world. So keep innovating in that space is some, I think, is the way forward uh, for, you know, business creators like yourselves, where there's so much more potential out there, rather than just focusing on you know, physical things. And, and you've been a fashion model before, and now you have all this ideas and in, in innovating in this space. Can you tell me a little bit about your journey into this and how you come up with all these interesting ideas? Well, thank you so much. So my, my family are all computer engineers and mathematicians, and they were 
very disappointed when I took a left at the Paris catwalk. But being a girl, I was like, I want to be a fashion model, of course. Who wouldn't want to live that dream, right? Why? Because fashion models are the first sort of contact that young women have with a powerful, beautiful, um, successful icon right and so that's sort of also like movie stars right we we look at that and we see that as as admirable and and desirable right to be loved wanted sought after etc they don't see all the nightmare besides of being paparazzi dived and all of that but you know um the point is is that those are icons uh, first images that young people have of what they can become, you know? And so, of course, I was going to go walk on the Paris catwalk. No question. Bye-bye, technology. No way. At the same time, because I had a technology background, uh, you know, fashion is a brutal industry. Uh, modeling is a brutal industry. The demands on your body, the demands on your mind, uh, the, the physical strength you have to have to continue and not give up are all entrepreneurial skill sets, but no one tells you that you're an entrepreneur and nobody tells you that you're a product and nobody tells you that you are a business owner when you're a fashion model. They give you an illusion that you are just, uh, you know, at the mercy of uh, everybody else but actually you are the most important character in all of fashion. Because when it's said and done, it comes down to you. It's you as a fashion model standing on that catwalk with the makeup on, in the clothes, and it's you who will sell those clothes. It is you. You are the most important character in that whole chain of people. But nobody tells you that, right? Because you're young and they want to just take advantage of you and get as much money out of you and then throw you away when you're old at 25 and smart, I have to tell you. However, because I had technology, I could network faster. I could get more jobs because I could network faster because I could communicate faster, right? I would be uh, out in the middle of, uh, of uh, planes uh, in a forest doing a photo shoot and because I knew how to connect my phone to the internet uh, through a SMTP server, because at that time that was just voodoo magic, you know, <laughs> I got the email. I didn't have to wait to go home to connect to the internet to get the email. I got the email on my phone and they were like, send us photos of your hair right now. We have a job for you in Madrid tomorrow. Boom, chop, chop, photo, 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 send job off to madrid right boom faster uh, communicating faster worldwide so that accelerated my career as a fashion model but then something extremely interesting happened at the height of when blogs and blogging and mobile blogging which i pioneered were taking off uh well I started bypassing the pyramidical, the pyramid of fashion, you know, that you start out here and then you move up and then, you know, Anna Winter at the top and you got to wait for her to die for someone to move up the food chain, right? 
and like this is the logical progression you get on the magazine and this and that and then you become more known and visible and famous and then suddenly Anna Winter wants you whatever right that whole thing no because I was using technology and I had a blog and I had a voice and I could talk back on the internet and I knew how to use the internet news and industry and uh you know le figaro and uh huge magazines and news publications started writing about me and interviewing me and and talking to me because i was the future user right and so all of a sudden i'd be on like you know 10 magazine covers and a newspaper that had nothing to do with fashion, but they were all talking about me being fashion model. And so like, boom, then, then people would come to my blog and I got a following and on and on it went. Well, my agency at the time, they came to me and they said, they held up the newspaper. What are you doing? You know? And they said, you have to make a choice. You can either do technology or be a fashion model. You cannot be both. And I was like, I don't want to give up either one, right? Like, it's like technology is in my veins. Like, I can't have blood transfusion, you know? And uh, I went dark. I went, I went quiet. And and at that time, the the blogosphere was super small, and people were like, Anina hasn't blogged in three days. What happened? Did she get hit by a car? Is she dead? Like, where's Anita? And this sort of echo chamber started happening. So I had to respond and I'm like, I'm not dead, I'm fine. But I was handed an ultimatum. And it was at a time, if you remember, when lots of people were getting handed ultimatums, people were losing their jobs because they got blogs and they were saying things contrary to their companies and they were getting axed, if you remember that time when that was happening. So I kind of, again, got swept up in that whole thing as the iconic, even fashion models lose their jobs for blogging, you know, type of thing. And then I realized, well, I just needed to find a, an agent that either didn't mind or just got out of my way. And I did, and I was very lucky that I found an agency that then were like, as long as we don't get complaints, we're all good. I'm like, no complaints, promise you, this is future, you know? So that whole journey, uh, you know, led me to to China because nobody wanted to do in the fashion industry any of these tech things. And the Olympics were coming and I thought, Olympics, they will need innovation, technology and fashion models, right? And I need to go somewhere where there are 1.5, you know, 1.3 billion people with cell phones that have blogs and avatars and know what I'm talking about. Oh my gosh, I need to get out of the West, you know? So uh, I escaped to China and I hit it right at the time of Olympics. And indeed it was exactly like that. And uh, a great place to hide out during the economic crisis and everything because it was the only place that had anything to do and it was low cost. So, you know, China has been an amazing experience for me and then revolutionizing the fashion industry from the top down. I worked with the Chinese government uh, to create huge, uh, pavilions and expos of technology and 110,000 people from the fashion industry coming. Why? Because they were interested in innovation. 
They had nothing in their data banks that told them this is how it's done and we must continue to do it in this way. No, they were like at zero, you know, just come out of starvation and we're having a revolution and they were like, sounds great to me, let's do it, you know? They were like gung-ho, it's new, it's innovative. You know, they did that leapfrog, you know, nobody had like a rotary phone here, they just went straight to mobile, right? So same in Japan, as we know, I remember going to Japan on a contract and they were just light years ahead all because of culture. So, you know, all of that, and then being in the place where everything gets made, uh, just really gave me the incredible opportunity to create all of these fantastical products. And I just been waiting for the West to wake up. And here we are today, and it took a pandemic. What do you know? Uh, finally, people need my skills and talents. Right. That's an awesome story. I mean, it, it seems like you went through a very interesting journey where, you know, you were awakened by the idea that, you know, women shouldn't be a certain way or, you know, fashion models shouldn't be a different way. I mean, I, I think it's a wonderful way that how you realize that and put everything all together and, you know, you're brave to go to China by yourself. I think during the Olympics was like around 2008, if I remember correctly. Uh, so and that was a kind of the time when people started to think about, oh, China is going to be this and that. And um, you're definitely a trailblazer in that aspect. So thank you very much for sharing your story. And I really enjoyed your conversation. And I just would love to say to anybody in your fantastic audience, you know, we are all together. That's why my company is uh, 360 Fashion and it has this wheel with all these nodes because uh, you know, it takes all of us together. Like, I can't solve all the problems. There has to be finance to back it up. There has to be analytic, analytical people to back it up. There has to be creatives to back it up. There have to be uh, scientific to back it up. Like, we make this world together and we're in this together and, uh, and we have to solve it together. So thank you so much, Taka, for having me on your platform and giving me a voice to all of your listeners in your network. I would like to say never, never give up. Thank you so much. And, you know, and where can people find you on social media if you're active in that space? Well, absolutely. You know, Facebook, Twitter, at 360 Fashion, Instagram, at anina.net. Uh, Anina Net, sorry, no dot in there, and my website, anina.net. Love to connect with anyone. Send me a chat on uh, my Facebook Messenger, Anina Dress Up, and love to, you know, get into more conversations with fantastic people and uh, exactly like you, Taka, changing the world. Thank, thank you, you very much. much. Yeah, thank you. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you had enjoyed or disliked the show, please let me know in the comment section. I can only improve or add value to you through your voices. If there are any topics that you'd like me to pick up, please let me know in the comment section as well. I'd love to start chatting with you. And if you'd like to continue listening to the show, please subscribe. Thank you.